0: Morning Revolution Radio, episode number three, Am I Bearing and Carrying My Grief? Hello and welcome to Healthy Morning Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Maria Klyovkov. I'm president and CEO of Healthy Morning Revolution and Healthy Morning Publications. I am an author, keynote speaker, workshop and webinar facilitator, and grief coach. I'm here to work with you on your grief journey. Together, we work through the stuck places with ease and grace so that you can reclaim your memories, celebrate your love, and recommit to your life. So let's get started. So today's topic in episode number three, we're going to talk about buried and carried grief. And we're going to talk about how do you discover that you've been burying and carrying your grief? What are the symptoms that would point its way to let you know that that's really what's wrong with you or what's been going on? And so, it, you know, when we talk about what's wrong with you, when we've been burying and carrying our grief over a long period of time, and for some people this is literally decades um, what's been happening is slowly but surely the symptoms of grief have hardened over time instead of softened over time. When we know how to walk through our grief journey and when we are successful at converting our grief to mourning, then the symptoms of grief soften over time. And these are the physical symptoms, the emotional symptoms, the mental symptoms. All of the symptoms of grief soften over time unless we're not dealing with our grief. And if instead of dealing with our grief, we're avoiding it, we do things that cause us to bury it and carry it because we just don't want to deal with the pain or whatever it is we think the grief is, is bringing, and then what happens is that those symptoms harden over time. And so how do we know that we've been burying and carrying our grief? Well, there are some pointers that that would get us to know that. I once had a client who spoke about um, how gray her life had become and how small her life had become, that she, she was living a very small life. She wasn't stepping out into her life. She wasn't connecting with people. She was allowing friendships to kind of dwindle away because she wasn't returning calls. She wasn't engaging in the world. And the world had become not a colorful place, but kind of a gray and dull place. And and that would be indicative of th- that there's some kind of numbing going on or some kind of disconnect from our world and from the things that used to bring us joy. We just feel completely disconnected from our lives. I know personally for me, when I was this, experiencing this and kind of waking up to it, what I had discovered is I was doing things that I really used to enjoy doing. I would take my um, my chair out to the beach and I would sit and I would listen to the kids playing in the water and I would bring my book and I'd bring a sandwich and I'd sit there and I'd enjoy watching the clouds and the blue sky and the blue sky didn't even seem so blue to me. You know, I'd be kayaking with friends and they'd be giggling and laughing and my inner reaction would be eh yeah i guess that's funny and and it was just kind of this malaise that that had covered everything and and then i realized that this was me this was me somehow being disconnected from life and and not engaging with life so there are some very real symptoms that that we see when when this goes on because the more that we do this the longer we choose to approach grief in this way without even consciously realizing that it's grief, that, that that's what's going on, um, what we start to do is we start to realize that we're not trusting our world. And more so, we're, we're avoiding intimacy because we have this deeper fear going on that anybody that we would connect with is going to be taken from us. So, so we start to not trust life. And we start to um, not form intimacies. And where we've had intimate relationships with friends and such, we start to let those friendships go away. And we find ourselves very isolated and very alone. And as my client had said, in a very small life compared to what we used to do and how we used to be. From this, you can imagine that there's a real depression that starts to set in where there's just kind of this dulled sadness that, that pervades everything. And it, the way I, I like to describe it, it's kind of like Eeyore with that cloud that's over him all the time. And while other people may be enjoying, you know, Pooh and Piglet and whoever may be enjoying, um, Eeyore just has this ongoing cloud around him. And and that leads to an ongoing negative focus in life, right? Right. Because of this, we can be more prone to anxiety and panic attacks, where we might wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety, with heart palpitations, with sweatiness, um, not quite able to catch our breath, and just feeling anxious and unsure of ourselves. So it's very important that if these are the symptoms you're experiencing, that you ask yourself, is there maybe some grief that's buried deep inside of you that that has not been given the opportunity to come out and to convert itself to mourning, and so you're carrying this sadness inside of you. Uh, We've spoken about uh, disconnection and numbing, or what is often referred to as psychic numbing. We can also be getting really irritable and agitated And even angry, you know, Um, we may find that we walk around with clenched teeth and, and that our jaws are just really sore all the time. And and this comes from this ongoing agitation that we can't quite put our finger on. And I think this more than anything is where the carried grief that that is buried so deep inside of us that we don't even acknowledge it. We don't recognize it. We don't know that that's what's at the core of all of these symptoms. And so we're looking to maybe find ways to not be experiencing these symptoms. And yet the reality is that the symptom is indicative of this other issue that we're having, right? Um, if we're looking to self-medicate, if we're feeling this sadness and, and this pervasive kind of um, dulling of our senses, and and we don't know what to do about this, we might actually even go into some forms of self-medicating, which can include substance abuse. It can include addictions. It can include Um, eating disorders or other forms of distraction, you know, excessive gaming or, or couch potato where, where we're just incessantly watching television and we're binging and we're binging and we're binging. Um, And there's some kind of anxiety around turning that television off or turning the game off. All of these can be indicative of some buried and carried grief. This can also outpicture as physical problems, and they can be either real or imagined, um, and and we may experience them as very real, uh, and and so we want to be very mindful of all of these symptoms. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, or if you know somebody who's experiencing these symptoms, the good news is that catch up morning is possible. The my favorite quote from Dr. Wolfelt is. Um, that grief awaits welcome. It doesn't await time, which means saying something like time heals or "wounds all wounds or you just need to get busy, um, that doesn't work for grief because grief requires us to be present to what's going on and it asks of us that we convert that grief to mourning. So grief again, that internal experience of the constellations of, of symptoms and um, and feelings and thoughts. And, and that unique constellation that is unique to each individual as they're experiencing a grief, that internal experience wants to come out because inside of us it just festers. And if, it's, if it doesn't have that avenue of expression, if it doesn't allow us to be consciously aware of what it is, to maybe journal about it or cry about it or tell stories, what, whatever it is that, that it's wanting us to do. See, we are the experts of our own grief. The problem is when instead of grieving and, and letting ourselves move through it, instead what we do is we bury and we carry it. That's when it becomes um, really quite, quite devastating to our lives. And so the hope is that in this podcast, it gives you some hope of if you're identifying any of these things for yourself and you're wanting to affect change here, change is possible. Change is absolutely possible. And it starts with um, doing some work with this and doing what's called catch-up morning, Catch-up morning is where we give ourselves the welcome to the grief that's been buried inside of us. And so again, Dr. Wofeld's quote, grief awaits welcome, it does not await time. Welcome means that we stop distracting ourselves, we stop pretending that there isn't something going on with us, and that we sit down quietly and we ask ourselves, what's going on? What am I really hurting about? And as we get silent with that and quiet with that, we discover that the answers really are inside of us and that we can trust the answers that come forward because our grief has simply been awaiting this moment in time when we're willing to ask that question. So I invite you to ask that question of yourself if you're not sure how to do it, if you're If you're um, not confident in when you hear the answer, you'll be able to deal with it. Because quite often when we bury and carry our grief, our biggest fear is that it will take us out. And so if that was the fear that originally started the burying and carrying, then it's a tall order to say, let's do some catch up mourning. It may not be as easy as that. And so I invite you to go to HealthyMorning.com to find some other resources that may may be of support for you. Uh, We can do a free consultation call together and uh, and see if maybe I can be of some support and assistance to you in your journey. If you want to hear more about this topic, there is also on Healthy Morning channel uh, in YouTube, I've put up a video that speaks specifically to this as well and it is called um, symptoms of buried and carried grief so it may help you again to get a different perspective on this or hear more about this topic either way I invite you to listen in think in feel into your body you'll know if this is true for you and you'll know if you've got some catch up morning to do The good news is we can do healthy mourning with ease and grace. There are ways to convert your grief to mourning with ease and grace. And um, it can be a very sacred and very lovely journey when we're willing to go on that journey. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I wish you ease and grace in your grief journey. And I look forward to connecting with you. Much love. Namaste one last thing before you go I'm so glad you joined us here today if you'd like to learn more about this topic I invite you to go to the Healthy Morning YouTube channel where I recorded a video that talks about this topic but in a slightly different way so you may pick up a few other pointers the link is in the description You can also check out HealthyMorning.com for links to our free Healthy Morning Revolution Facebook group and the registration page for our free Healthy Morning live launch workshop. And also the Amazon link to my book, Healthy Morning, Happy Loving, 52 Ways to Convert Your Grief to Morning with Ease and Grace. Again, that's all at HealthyMorning.com. I'm committed to helping you convert your grief to morning with ease and grace. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next one. Drop me a note and let me know what was helpful to you here and what other topics you'd like me to talk about. Until next week, wishing you ease and grace in your grief journey. Much love to you. Namaste.